Hello and welcome to the Crying Burns Calories podcast. I'm your host, Katie Saltzman, personal trainer, nutrition coach, entrepreneur, creator, and expert in teaching women how to take back control of their health, their mindset, and their happiness. Most of you know me as a nutrition coach, but this podcast and this platform is going to be so much more. This is a place where I want to be able to talk about it all. Yes, of course, health and fitness, but also relationships, social media, adulting, hormones, just life. I want this podcast to cover all the ups and downs, and I want you to know that you're not alone. Ultimately, I'm here to give you the confidence to break through what's holding you back to embrace who you fully are and show up authentically in life. Because life is messy, it's not perfect and it's not meant to be. So grab your wine, a drink, or if you're like me, that chocolate or that ice cream, because it's time to take our stories and the things we go through and make them our superpower. It's time to laugh, cry, learn, and understand that we are all in this together. So let's dive in. Welcome back to the Crying Burns Calories podcast. I am here with one of my favorite humans on Zoom. Her and I connected a couple of years ago and have seen each other at events. You and I actually danced together in a dance line at Empower Her. I I made everybody do a dance line. I was a little bit nervous and I was like, who wants to go first with me? And your hand shot up. You were like, I am going. And we went for it too. We we kicked it off. We started it off. Yeah. But I didn't know what you were asking for. I was like, I will help a girl out. I'll help Katie out. And at my friend Ashley looked at me. She's like, do you know what you're doing? I was like, no, I don't know. It sounds great. Well, I went down this line with Katie. Katie's having the best time of her life. And my freaking boobs popped out. Okay. <laughs> they came out. Of, I was wearing overalls. I had a bandeau on. I didn't know what I was getting myself into. And I flashed the audience. <laughs> completely came out. The <laughs> photographer didn't post that picture in there, which was very nice. She did not get an actual picture, did she? <laughs> no. It was like it was like barely coming out the picture no. she got. But I really appreciate Jess one because she's a girl's girl. I was an MC for the first time at that event, and I was nervous as heck. I was telling terrible jokes. I got on stage. I was really nervous, and I was like, just flew in from Detroit. Man, my arms are tired. And Jess was in the front row, like, girl. You nailed, you nailed that joke. So Jess, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Tell everyone that's listening who you are, what you do, my favorite Canadian. Thank you. That is a compliment. There's a lot of us up here. (laughs) I am Jess Clerk and I always hate this conversation or this piece of it, like this piece of like, tell me about you. And I don't know why, because when I tell you about me, you're going to be like, Jess, that's really funny. Why do you struggle with this question so much? Because I'm a confidence coach and I help women to have more confidence, to truly embrace who they are and to step into their authenticity and just like be you. But I've just like always struggled with hyping myself up too. So sharing these pieces is always really difficult. But my story really started when I was living abroad with my husband in Barbados. We were living there. Um, he was working on a project. He's in construction. And we had this like really great 
idea that I would live part-time in Barbados, part-time in Canada, and we'd go back and forth. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is going to be so good. But, like, something happened in March 2020, you know, and uh, we essentially had to pick one or the other because all flights to the Caribbean stopped. Nobody was flying down there because I thought people were just vacationing. You know, people live there too, okay, guys? Like, help the people out. Let's just point out, you're not, like, in Windsor, Canada. (laughs) You're, like, in Nova Scotia. (laughs) So, like, those are completely opposite. Yeah, same time zone though. So that was always really helpful, but like it was always a long, long travel. And so when that happened, like we had to pick one or the other. And so we said, well, let's finish out this project. Like we ain't no quitters. So like let's do it. And we moved to Barbados full time with our two cats and started this adventure. In the beginning, it wasn't so bad. We did have a few things like termites in our apartment and, you know, that kind of stuff that kind of like throws things for a loop, but it wasn't really hitting my confidence until. I really just started to lose myself a little bit more. And I think that loss came from not feeling truly aligned in the work I was doing anymore, Um, not having any friends, not having a car, not having a life, not having like a lot of things down there, not having physically money, all of these things. I had to lean on my husband for everything. And I became Glenn's wife, which I love being. Um, But in that moment, I just didn't, I didn't want to only be Glenn's wife. Like I have a lot of potential. I don't want to only be someone's wife. And I stepped into this energy of just like not feeling really great. And when I came home, I was like, you know what? I don't want to bring this energy home. I thought everything would be great when I got back on Canadian soil and it wasn't. And I decided to start a project called the year of confidence, which essentially is kind of like the year of yes from Shonda Rhimes. But I had these different tasks every month that I would sit in and try and read different books and say yes to things that were really freaking scary. And along that started my own podcast, Selfish Confidence and learn more about myself through different tasks, like giving up alcohol or spending less time on my phone or all these things. And as I did that, I started to find myself more and more. And as I did that, I started to learn I wasn't alone because we were all really struggling with that coming out of the pandemic. And that's where my business came from. That's confidence coaching, helping women to feel this too, helping them, you know, with events and giving people a space to just like come out and have fun and like all of these pieces that come with gaining your confidence really came from me just like not feeling good about who I was. It's so funny how the things that end up being our career and our passion are a lot of times the things that at one point we have struggled with the most. One thing you said that I can relate to so much is when you moved back from Barbados, you were like, oh, I still, I'm still having these same feelings. And I realized that when I moved from Detroit to Denver, There were so many things that I thought were Detroit issues. And then I get to Denver and I was like, oh, those were Katie things that I got to work through. (laughs) Yeah. It's funny how that works, right? We're just thinking like, once I get off this island, it's going to be fine. Yeah. I feel like the path to self-discovery is pretty cool though. In in my head, like it was going to happen a lot younger than it did. And I think it's cool that it happened either way. But like, where did you really start to find yourself again? Like when you're like, I don't really have a hobby and I'm not passionate about what I do. And like, how do I find like my actual worth? Because I think that's really what women struggle with is our identities are caught up in our job and being a mom and being a caregiver and saying yes to everyone else. And then you ask someone like, what do you like to do? It's the question that I swear millennials hate. It makes us cringe because we actually don't have an answer. No, we don't. And even now when you say hobbies, I'm like, right, what are my hobbies? But I guess I was just at Pilates. You know, I do things. I like bicep curls. (laughs) So fun. Walking my dog. Great hobby. There's three Um, different varieties of them. 
<laughs> I was doing them yesterday, you know, but it's interesting because for me, I'm a, I'm a little bit woo and I just felt something when I was down South. Like I just felt something. I felt this whisper. I felt these ideas coming to me. I spent a lot of time alone. Like mm-hmm. I'm a lot of time alone. Uh, I talked to my cats. I had no friends to the point where my only friend was my 60 year old neighbor and her four dogs. Like, and I'm not even joking because I laugh about a lot of stuff, but it was like, I really spent a lot of time alone. My husband worked a lot. And through that time, I just started to like ask myself a little few, few questions here and there. And it could be really simple as like, do I want to go to the beach today? Or do I want to go for a walk? Or, you know, what would be fun? And I started to dabble in reading a bit more because also, again, I had nothing going on. So it's just like little things here and there that just started to like pull me in the direction of wanting a change. And even to the point where I was like, I could never start a podcast. Nobody's going to listen to me. Mm. And then coming home and starting to just dabble with the idea, signing up for the course, trying things out, finding a name, putting a mic in front of me, crying on the mic, those little, 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 little actions I didn't put any pressure on them to mean something about me. It was just like, okay, I'm going to talk on a mic. Oh, I love that so much. It's the idea of coming from a place of curiosity. What if Mm -hmm. I was just curious about this? Because whenever we make a change, we always want results so quick. We want results overnight. We want to know it's going to work out and we have a perfect plan to get there. But like the path of rediscovery and finding your self-worth and your confidence and your authenticity, that doesn't happen overnight. You can't force that. Like you truly have to find it as you go and try different things. And some of them don't work out. Like I skied last year. Guess what I found out? Not a skier, genetically not built for it. It's not I always wanted to try that and I'm Canadian. So like, (laughs) not my thing, but dancing, like that was my jam. I love it. And if you come from a place of curiosity and have fun with it, It's amazing the growth that can happen, but I think we stole that because we're not willing to accept the curious. We're not willing to accept the dabbling. We just want results. We want to be better. We want to do something different. Yeah. And it's interesting too, that you say the timeline piece, because that was a big one for me. I was like, oh, everyone says a habit takes 21 days. Great. I'll be a new person in 21 days. But I made sure with this project that I created, it was a year of confidence because a lot of things can happen in a year. And even in that year, we bought and renovated a new home and we, you know, moved and all of these different pieces that I would have in a 21 day project been like, I can't do this. This is too much. I'm never going to be able to finish. I suck. But with giving myself a year, it spaced out the time that I was like, oh, it's okay if this season looks different. My my habits are just going to look a little bit different. And I remember at the end of that, I was like, I'm going to cross a finish line. And I signed up for like a 5K. And I wanted that feeling of completion. But even then, with a whole year of doing confident activities, I crossed the finish line. And I was like, I still don't feel that confident. Let's go into year of confidence 2.0 and just like start moving. It's just those like little action pieces, but give yourself enough time. Like 21 days is, is not enough for a habit. No. And we think it's going to be. And, and w- the thing about not setting a timeline is that there's no pass or fail. And mm-hmm. I'm a very much like, I want to know, again, I want to know what's going to work out. And I think a lot of people are like that. And if it's not going to work out, we're way less likely to do it. But when you have no timeline, it works out either way, right? You you sort of go on this like path of adventure and curiosity, which I, I, I don't know why I love the word curiosity. It's something that I worked with my self-discovery coach on. She was like, what if you never came from shame or guilt? What if there was no right or wrong? What if you were just curious about things. And it's a way more gentle approach. And also like you just keep going. There's no end. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's just fun. It's way more fun that way. Yes. Way more fun. I read, um, I actually read a cool quote the other day and I thought about when actually it was just yesterday, not the other day, <laughs> but I was like, I'm going to mention this on Jess's podcast. Cause I feel like this is something that you touch on as well. Is it said, give yourself grace when you're becoming, becoming someone that you've never been before. Mm. And I feel like that's so many women is we don't give ourselves grace when we are becoming a different human. We just expect to know all the answers. Yeah. We can be really hard on ourselves. It's like, I can give you grace, but like me, no, I'm not worthy of that. I'm not deserving. Like Katie gets grace. Jess, no. Right. It's like that energy. And I don't know why we can't lean into that for ourselves a bit more. Yeah. What do you feel like most women coming to you when you start working with them? What the biggest like limiting belief is? What is that big sticky spot where it's just like, oh, you, it's hard to break past? Ooh, there's two. One being that they don't know who they are and mm-hmm. they don't realize they don't know who they are. You're like, oh, like I'm a mom. Like, okay, well, I need something outside of that. Or I need like they don't know that there's more beyond that. Yeah. Um, and the other one being that they're not worthy of it. Right. And it breaks my heart. I'm a very emotional person. So even as I talk about it, it gets me so in the feels. But like most people don't know who they are. Mm-hmm. And then the other piece is that they're not worthy of showing the world who they are. Like yeah. who would want to hear from me or who would want to support me? Or if I'm my authentic self, like who's actually going to want to hang out with me? What if I lose all my friends? Well, it's like those are some fake friends then, girl. We got to yeah. move on from that yeah, and really exactly. lean into that energy that you're worthy of finding the right people and you're worthy of knowing yourself and your truth. What if it opened it up to better opportunities? It will open it up to better opportunities, like period. Well, you're on the right podcast if you get emotional. No (laughs) worries at all. We're good here. We're all criers. And on the topic of self-worth, though, I I was talking to Jess about this before the podcast that I wanted to touch on this because when it comes to confidence, it's directly, I would say for a majority of women, directly related to how they feel in their body. And this comes from years of conditioning, believing our body is our worth. When we want to feel better, we want to shrink our body. We automatically go to dieting, nutrition. What can I do? What can I hustle to make my body look different to get confidence? And what happens is most women get there and they still don't have the confidence. I always say who you are now is who exactly who you will be 10 pounds down from now if we do not do more inner work. So let's chat about that. Yeah. See, there is like, I get it with that physical piece. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel good when I'm feeling good in my body too, regardless of what that size is on the scale. But a big one for me, I really leaned into this last year when I got diagnosed with SIBO. So, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, for those who don't know, that is in like anything I ate made all of my pants not fit, made me gain weight, made me feel really uncomfortable. Um, Everything was painful. To the point where I just started to have a really negative relationship with my body because I couldn't trust my body. I was like, I didn't know if this oatmeal I ate today was going to make me feel sick or make me feel fueled. And I didn't know if my body was going to absorb the nutrients. So I just kind of just had this like really negative relationship with all of the things I was putting in my mouth. And with a result, all the clothes on my body because they just didn't fit right and they didn't feel good. And I started to lean away from that energy of hating my body or not even hating it, just being mad at it. I'm like, come on, just take these nutrients. Would you like, I Mm -hmm. eat pretty healthy. Like, why are you doing this to me? It's stress related guys. If you're really stressed out, maybe work with Katie on this and like get your stress under control because I really hurt my body in that sense. And I had to lean away from that energy of just not liking my body anymore to, okay, how can we work together? 
And that piece of confidence, you really have to start to not necessarily love your body where it's at. And I'm, I know Katie talks about this a lot too. It's about just like meeting your body where it's at and finding that confidence in those moments that you can really step into it. And you can do this in ways of leaning into your confidence in your mind, getting to know yourself more. Again, asking yourself those questions of like, hey, what do I want to eat today? What would feel really good for me? What clothes are my, do I want to wear? And getting really comfortable with who you are on the inside because, again, it's not about that external piece. Confidence is from the inside. And that comes from asking yourself these questions that feel really silly. I'm a person who talks to myself, so I can walk around the house and talk to myself. Leaning into that energy more and more and more can be really helpful too. So just like, hey, what's up, girl? What do you like to – what would you like to do today? What kind of movement would feel good for you? You know, do you want a hanky panky? Yeah. What would bring you joy? Do you want a hanky panky with your spouse today? Like, what are those things? And figure that yes and no, lean into it. And that's where that confidence comes from. The more that your body can trust that you're actually going to do the things that you've been saying you're going to do, it's going to start to like, you know, give you a little bit more, feel really good for you. And again, that really comes from just leaning into giving your body what it needs. And that does not necessarily mean a hundred squats right now. That could literally also mean spending the whole day outside in your zero gravity chair in the sunshine, reading a book, which is what I did all last summer every day. Yes. I love the idea that like, it doesn't always mean you have to like push. It doesn't always mean that it's a work. What does my body need today? What workout is it? Doesn't that's not always the answer. Sometimes it's rest recovery, joy, laughter. Sometimes it's connection with a friend. And it's really about being on the same team as your body. I, it's funny that all the analogies I use are sports and cars. And like, I'm not into either. Like I'm kind of a sports person. Max watches it all the time. Cars, I know nothing about. So I should never be using these analogies. (laughs) But when it comes to like a sports team, so I say be on the same team as your body is let's take football. For example, if every single player was doing a different play and was in a completely different headspace, nothing would ever get accomplished, right? And we're literally working against ourselves when our mind is saying one thing and our body is saying another. And I think it's so important because women will come to me and they'll be like, yeah, but when I was this weight, I was actually happy. And I'm like, okay, but what were the other things you were doing in your life at that point? Because yes, losing some weight or being consistent with workouts and nutrition may get you to a more confident place, but it's not because of the number. It's because you changed the way you showed up for yourself, right? And you started to keep promises for yourself and you built confidence over an extended period of time. So was it really that weight or was it actually the way that you showed up for yourself and you got on the same team with yourself and like hyped yourself up a bit? Yeah. I always think too, like, I think the year of confidence worked for me because I was taking confident actions. Like I was taking actions that felt good and aligned and even like an action of any kind, like one minute of doing whatever it is for you. And that built my confidence because I did an action, one action. Or like last summer when I was really sick, the action of sitting on my zero gravity chair in the sunshine was still an action. And that helped me to have confidence. It's just like really, it's like tricking, tricking your mind. Be like, hey, I am confident because I showed up for one minute today. That's a win. Yeah, it's rebuilding this foundation of confidence that we've honestly never really had. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to talk about confidence and authenticity because I know one thing Jess and I really connect on is just being the most authentic version of you. I I am no longer scared to just be this like silly, goofy, dancing who I am. And at one point in my life, I was... And I think authenticity is rare, especially with social media, 
because we want to show up like other people. We see it working for them. We want it to work for us. And unfortunately, that is like not how it works. So let's talk about the conversation of authenticity and really just with women and being able to be authentic with ourselves around other women, because I think that's a good place to start. A hundred percent. And again, it goes back to knowing yourself. So who is your authentic self? Because again, we see all these people on social media. I see Katie shaking her butt online and I'm like, I could do that. Um, but you don't, that's not me. That's not me. You, but my boobs like, will come out of my shirt. I'm wearing I, tried a that, top. Okay? <laughs> I tried it. Didn't work for me. We're just not going to go there, but seeing that and maybe trying it and realizing it's not for you is one thing, but like just figuring out who you are is that first piece because once you do perfect, great. When we go into spaces, maybe you don't have a safe space at home to be yourself. And if that's you, I see you, I'm sending you a big old hug but we need to find those safe spaces. And maybe it's online. Maybe it's in a community. Maybe it's on your social media that's blocked from everyone you know. Where can you practice being you and being authentically you as the first piece? Mm. Because that's how you're going to start to do it a little bit more. And then you'll step into that energy maybe at home or maybe when you go out to events. People are always like, Jess, you're such an extrovert or like, you're so, you're so energized. I am not at home. I'm a couch in my pajamas, like just chilling. Like I am an introvert all the way. And maybe it's just a girl in her thirties. I don't know. Um, because seeing Katie's face is like, maybe she feels the same way too. But when I'm at events, like I want to crowd surf, like I fly me off this stage. Like I want to like be like flying. <laughs> and everyone's just like, I don't, I can't picture you sitting at home in your pajamas. And I'm like, I literally won't leave the house for a week. 80% but, yeah. Like, but events, event Jess, she's got some energy. Mm-hmm. Those are both authentic versions of me. Both of them are perfectly normal. They're who I am, but in different scenarios, they might come out differently. Mm. So figuring that out too, like maybe there are a couple of different versions of me and that's okay too. I'm not faking it when I'm out crowd surfing and I'm not faking it at home when I'm in my pajamas. Like those are both authentic versions. So having these conversations with people and allowing people to see that and fall in love with that, like, I love seeing really who you are, like the real you, because like, why would I want the fake version of you? Like, I don't want a fake bag. Like, I don't want a fake, I don't know what my, I'm trying to think of an analogy. I'm like Cheetos. Like, what's the food? (laughs) I don't know. Like, I don't want no name Cheetos. Like, I want the real damn thing. So like, show me that and give me an opportunity to fall in love with it. But it comes from practicing it in safe spaces. So again, if you don't have that at home, find them. Like, is there a totally new group of friends, like book club that you have never met anyone or an event you've never met anyone at? You could literally be anyone. Like you could show up in your trench coat and your goth outfit if that's you. And like, people aren't going to be like, that's weird. She never wears clothes like that. Like they don't know. They don't know. They don't know you. You get to start over. I actually started by myself. That was like my comfort space with like dancing, especially as I used to listen to oldies in the kitchen all the time. And then I was like, maybe I'll try this like on social media. And so I was like making my coffee, doing a little like shoulder shimmy to oldies. And like, if I went back now, I'd probably cringe a little bit, but like that's, that was my comfort zone, right? That was starting to introduce people to like, there's more to me than, you know, are you scared of eating carbs? Which was like where I was at in that moment. Like, but that's all I talked about. And then I was like, I got to show people who I am, but also kind of like, let me find who I am on the way. Um, but I love the idea of a safe space. I think it's so important to find a safe space by yourself to allow you to be just like goofy and who you are, but also a safe space with other women. And I think that's the hardest part because I think a lot of women have sisterhood wounds. 
you agree with this? Oh yeah. Even as you say it, there's like maybe a high school group of friends that wasn't that kind to them or a literal family member, sister who wasn't kind to them, who maybe they tried to open up about something and was shot down or made fun of. Like, I think that's, that's true. There are some sisterhood wounds. Yeah. They're worried of judgment, worried Mm -hmm. of not being accepted. And I think we live in a world where there are some women like that, but there are actually so many more women that are craving the same acceptance and authenticity. And the more you seek that, the more that's what you're going to surround yourself with. Yeah. I love being a weirdo. Me too. too. (laughs) It's like, it's honestly, it's the best thing ever. Yeah. Um, not care. So like, <laughs> if women can't find this in their communities, like what, tell us a little bit about your community and what you create. Yeah. So, and again, I think it's a big piece. Like we don't have this in the real world sometimes. And I, I totally get that, especially if you're an introvert and you want to hide at home in your pajamas. I created a space for people to come and be authentically them and practice using their voice and, you know, stepping into the energy of being who they want to be in a digital space. So it's called The Selfish Sisterhood. It's a spinoff of um, my podcast, Selfish Confidence. And it really helps you to learn how to have more confidence, but also to practice using it. So even just last night, we had a sisterhood chat where we were talking all things from like changing names of your podcast to, you know, different procedures you might be having soon and just helping to get comfortable with using your voice Everyone in my community has to use their voice. And I say that like, I know it's a little scary, but it's really safe for you to step into that and just even practice a little bit more. And all you could come on and be like, I like cheese. And I'd be like, that's a win. I'm so glad you like cheese. And then just like next week, maybe you're like, I like cheese on my burgers. And we just lean into that. We don't talk about food as much, but like, it's just an example. Cause I, I'm like, Katie I want to be a use, part of this conversation. Feta, let's Katie's go. Katie's talking about cars. I will always talk about food. <laughs> Katie should not be talking about cars at all. I do have experience with food. So I feel like I am. I could. I could add that. (laughs) That would be a good analogy for you. Yeah, I love it. (laughs) So women wanted to start practicing this on their own. Okay. Let's say they're like, ah, I want to go in there. But like, also, I just want to find like one practice at home that would be really helpful for me to find who I am. What would that be? Oh, okay. This makes some people really uncomfortable, but it's one of my favorite things to do. It's called a nothing pocket. And you can set your timer for five or 10 minutes. I think 10 minutes is great. Again, allow yourself more time is better. But if you only have one, cool, one. And you do nothing for those 10 minutes. You don't pick up your phone. You don't turn on the TV. You're not playing music. You're not twerking. You are like doing nothing. And in those 10 minutes, you get to spend like 10 minutes inside your brain. And it's not a po- it's not meditation. You don't have to like turn your brain off. I actually want you to be in your brain and hang out with yourself and just like be in stillness because that's when things come to you and that's where you start to learn a little bit more about yourself. So you might hear things like, hey, you maybe want to start a podcast. Like those little things come to you when you actually are in stillness. If you're a person who the only time ideas come to you is in the shower or when you're driving a car, you are not still enough. Like you are never stopping. So like, just give yourself 10 minutes to hang out with yourself, not with your phone, just chill and see what comes up get to know yourself. We live in a world where we're just always trying to distract ourselves. We're always trying to cope and numb. And I think that is such an important thing is 
we never sit in silence to actually get to know ourselves. Not only are ideas going to come up, but emotions are going to come up. Feelings are going to come up. Things that you actually need to work through and move through because we know that like suppressing emotions down for a long period of time, personal experience, um, not a great life choice. <laughs> no, it causes SIBO over here. <laughs> yeah. They will catch up to you, <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. it caused a little bit of a mental breakdown for me, but that's a different mm. story. <laughs> No, I I love this so much. So Jess, where can people find you? You have a podcast, you have an Instagram, an amazing community, and I would love for everyone to just be a part of it. Yeah. So you can come over to Instagram at jess.clerk. Um, and then you can also check out my website, jessclerk.com or head over to my podcast, Selfish Confidence. It's self and then ish is in brackets. I use my hands a lot. So I'm like oh, using them even though you can't see me. Ish is in brackets. Um, confidence. And it's all about finding your confidence again, stepping into that energy and allowing you a space to be authentically you. And again, if you don't have that, of course, come send me a message, connect with me. But even just like checking out the podcast and allowing yourself to, I don't know, sit in your authenticity for a little bit today yeah. would be like a huge win to me. Yeah. A huge five win. Five minutes. We're going to challenge you to five minutes today. Just says yeah. 10, anywhere between five and 10. Say even one. Honestly, if you did one and you send me a DM, you're like, I did one minute of nothing. I like, as I know, it's hard, especially for like my busy bees out there. It's hard. So like do one minute. I'd be so proud of you. Send me a message. Yes. Oh, thank you so much for being on the show, Jess. Thanks for having me. I love you. Love you. If you vibe with this episode, I would love to hear from you. You know at Crying Burns Calories, we are all about community and connection and just changing the conversation about life for women. So if this episode was helpful for you, I would love if you could tag me, share it on your Instagram stories so I can thank you and also so we can just continue to get the message out and growing this amazing community.